Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and as always yes video stores still exist so come find us in your hometown and of course guys as always the fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla are here and you know resting conserving their energy with the cold front that's possibly coming down Central Florida and by cold front I mean like mid 70s temperature people are freaking out here guys but that's all not we're talking about this time is of course the illustrious but maestro how's it going buddy hi everybody <laughs> how you doing admiral i'm doing chilly y'all uh y'all y'all staying pretty warm over there in the florida location because over in the louisiana location we're, we're pretty fucking nippy it's uh yeah, pe- people are not happy over here. It's almost like it's the uh, end of the world or something. Uh, Whoa, it all ties into what we're doing today. But before we get into that, hi, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the shit they love. And this week, that's the Last of Us TV show. Yep. Based on the Last of Us video game. Which I've played and beaten twice. Now, Admiral, what what's your history with these video games? Okay, so I've played the game twice. Um, and so, okay, and you've, so, you've played both games? No, oh, I've played the first game twice, and then the second game I played, like, half of it, and then I was like, I'm done with this, I don't want to deal with these characters. Not the characters of it, but just the characters, like, oh, you're switching between characters. Just let me play one character. Just let me play one character. That's it. Choose... And let we, me we'll talk. We'll we'll talk about the potential for season two in this show because you know what's going to happen. And oh. anyone who has played the game knows it's going to happen. Uh, no, it's confirmed. Also, anyone it's... who's played the game or watched like playthroughs of the game, like I have, because I'm a big wuss when it comes to very intense games where shit can jump out at you. Uh, except for like group co-op horde games. Like Borderlands and maybe last, uh, um, oh, Left for Dead, where like you have a group of competent people helping you, and you're all kind of in it together. And when you know, it's less scary when you're all screaming together. I guess is my point. That's <clears throat> fine. Uh, and it has been confirmed that season two will be the second game. Yeah. Um. And anyone who's played or watched the games knew. As soon as the TV show confirmed a season two, we knew which ending this season had to take because the game does have multiple possible endings. Yes. Um, And, okay, so I love the first game, Last of Us, so much. Last of Us Part 1, amazing. Yes. Wonderful. Brilliant. Amazing art direction. Wonderful music, which you told me before we started recording that the gentleman who made the music for the game also Gustavos, did for the TV show? I, I'm, yes, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this and not butcher it too bad, but I'm so sorry, Mr. Gustavo. Uh, Gustavo Santolalaya, uh did the music for, did the score for the game, uh, games, both of them, uh, and then the uh, score for the TV show, the theme song was done by Gustavo actual score for every episode was a collaboration between Gustavo and 
let me scroll all the way up to this Wikipedia page to find the name of the dude. David Fleming, uh, who's a more experienced TV score uh, composer. Um, oh, okay. And so it was just, it was a collaborative effort between two very talented composers, but one of them knew the format a little bit better. Uh, because yeah, it's it's apples and oranges. It's it's a whole stylistic thing. It's yeah. like knowing to pad for time versus knowing to make the best of your time. You know. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, would you like better? Did you like the video game or the TV show?" All right. So I just recently started playing, um, Horizon Zero Dawn: Forbidden West or Horizon Zero yes. Dawn: Forbidden West, the sequel to. Horizon Zero Dawn. All I gotta say is I'm glad they had a recap in that game because I'm like I don't know what the fuck happened. I I literally don't remember. So uh. I love video games so much, but if I don't play it consistently, I forget about them, and then I'm just like, oh, so everything that happened in Last of Us, I remembered while it was happening while playing the game. Like I had a flashback. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is... So I only remembered it when it needed to be remembered. So, okay. So I know that's really weird to put, because it's, you know, beautiful art and all that. But, yeah, no, um, like, there's a... I realized that a lot of shit happened in 10 years of my life. So, yeah. That, so, consistently, like, bringing the TV show... I'm sorry, bringing the video game to a TV show format and actually being, hey... This is the best ad- adaptation of a video game ever. I will 100% agree with that. Because you remember yes. last week? That was the first ever adaptation of a video game. And look how horrible it was. Yep. yep. Horrible. This, it, it kind of worked out perfectly because The Last of Us is such a cinematic experience. It's an interactive sim- cinematic experience. Uh, which means when you translate it to a television show the only thing you lose is the interactivity, but all the cinematography and the general cinematic nature of it is already baked into it. Um, and the TV show did a really, really cool thing that I, I hope other production teams of TV shows are, are taking notes, especially when it comes to adapting a previous work, like a video game or even a book series, uh, where, in the original work, in the video game, you have a very limited P- POV because you're experiencing it from that character, right? Uh, yes. And in that very limited POV, you kind of bump into things that contribute to the larger story, but from your POV, you don't see much of it. The show did this really awesome thing, uh, and it... The biggest example is episode three. The yes, that's the Nick best, Offerman that's episode. best episode. Favorite. The best example of that is that, but that's not the only example. They have bits of that going through the entire series. I mean, we, we see things about the initial outbreak of the infection that we don't, we kind of hear in passing in the game, if I remember right. Correct. Uh, but they really expand on it in really big ways in the show. Um, it, uh, there's so. more Easter eggs in Uncharted, um, like three and I believe two, that 
lead to like, oh, hey, Naughty Dog is also produced this. So here's little Easter eggs. Like there's like, oh, there's an outbreak in the newspaper headline in like Uncharted 3. I think it says there's an outbreak and it's the same outbreak that caused that is in Last of Us. So technically Uncharted is in the same universe as Last of Us. The game. Oh god. So like not we the might movies. have to watch we we might have to see Nathan Drake take on Cordyceps, is what you're saying? Well, I mean, it would also be an aged Nathan Drake, like in the video games, yes. Like, yes. Um, but look, we're here to talk about the T V show. Uh, that that's a lot of Troy Baker, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Hey, I'm fine with it. Did you see his cameo in it? Yeah, I did. I fucking loved his cameo. Yeah. Um, I hated the other dude in that episode, but I loved him. Yeah. Um, so, uh, episode one. Yeah, when you're lost in the darkness, uh, we get the whole start of the, uh, I keep wanting to call it the pandemic, but the outbreak. Oh, by the way, did you did you hear that uh, Pedro Pascal is uh, has been, is the is the person in television history that's been paid the most. He basically like got paid $600,000 per episode. That feels about right. I mean, he, he was really carrying the, the show on his shoulders for most of it. And when he wasn't Bella Ramsey fucking was. Yep. And they're both from, they're both from uh game of Thrones. Yes, they are. Yeah, they fucking are. <laughs> fucking Even though they never met Leona on the- Mormont. You better bend the knee. Even though they never met in the la- uh, in the Last of Us, t- even though they never met in the Game of Thrones TV show. Correct. Yeah. All right. I, so I'm, I'm pretty sure Oberyn Martell was killed uh, before yeah. Lady Lyanna Mormont became Lady Lyanna Mormont. Yeah. Yep. So so uh, uh, can we talk about the opening sequence? Because that was a really fucking cool one with the fungi and the maps. It was so yes. good. I oh, loved absolutely. it. It was insane. Me and, me and Tesla got excited every time because cartography is coming back. <clears throat> cartography. But in, 20, in 2003, there's an outbreak of a fungal infection. And it causes a global pandemic. And 20 yep. years later, they're still dealing with it. Yep. We, we see the initial... Uh, outbreak of it day one uh, with Joel's daughter caring for the neighbors and the neighbors just fucking losing their mo- the, the the neighbors what is it grandmother losing Mom. her fucking mind yeah she uh, went insane look this show had a lot to overcome being another zombie show um, and I think it's huge strengths come from it not relying too much on the zombies but rather giving us how these people, how real people would react to the earth taking itself back. Yep. Just trying to survive. And um, a lot of that is also like, uh, like there are some scenes that are happen later in the series that I will talk about, but there are some scenes where it's like shot for shot remake of the video game, but yes. both of them did it so well that I can't really compare them because they're two opposite entities, if that makes sense. The the runners of this show, the cinematographers, directors of this show, had clearly played the video games, had clearly More than taken, once. 
Oh yeah, had clearly taken all kinds of screenshots uh, and studied the cinematography of the game very intensely uh, and incorporated that into the show because they knew Naughty Dog knew what the fuck they're doing when they made this game. Yep. Uh, and basically in this episode, uh, the, uh, they 20 years later, they find out that there's this, uh, they need tests um, and Joel are together, but he did lose his uh, daughter, Sarah, because um, the government. Yeah, because people were fucking terrified. Yeah. Uh, it's the so, end of the world as we know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, they ho- uh, Tess and Joel uh, meet up with the Fireflies because they need a battery. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll deliver this asset. And they're like, what is this asset? And of course, it's Lady Mormont. It's Lady Mormont who is bitten and in, and infected, but she's immune. Yeah. She, the she virus has... is technically in her bloodstream, uh, mm-hmm. but it has rendered her immune. And we see exactly why uh, much later in the series. Yes. Uh, and so then uh, they're, they're sneaking out of the QZ zone, uh, which I like that they call it the quarantine zone. That's really cool. That they, mm. uh, uh, they do. So they... Uh, they leave and uh, there's a a Fedra officer that Joel is is a, is acquaintances with, um, and previously in the episode he's like, hey, don't go out tonight, some weird shit's gonna happen, and he ends up going out and it's the same guy, it's the same Fedra soldier, and um, unlike last time with Joel when his when his daughter was you know w- when Sarah was you know not infected. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He basically trauma happens, it kicks in, and he beats the shit out of the soldier and kills him. Oh yeah, big time trauma response for sure. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and then uh, the second episode, infected, uh, we find out that uh, it started in Indonesia. The outbreak started in Indonesia. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of there's there you know there's no vaccine like you literally can't do it because it's a fungus. It is something that is growing. You cannot kill it. And it's back in 2003. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, basically, the this is the episode where Tess sort of sacrifices herself because she has to. Because she gets bitten by a clicker. Which, by the way, how do you feel about the clickers? Oh, terrifying. Fucking but good, terrifying. right? Absolutely. They were almost as good as the video game. Like, there were some parts of the game. Yes. Yeah, I I tensed up uh, in the show when the clickers came uh, in the same exact way that I would tense up anytime I saw it in the video game. Yep. Uh, Same exact effect for me. Yeah. And then basically, uh, Tess uh, sacrifices herself because she was bitten. um, And. Uh, she blows up a bunch of uh, infected. Um, that that and... was an insane, uh, but very hard to watch scene. Yeah, and she basically makes Joel promise that yeah. he will get uh, Ellie to Fedra. Like he's like, yeah. you'll make this promise. Get, get Ellie out. Get yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then, which by the way, they uh, before that they found out they got to because the, they were supposed to drop them off where Tess sacrificed herself, but the infected horde uh, killed like a bunch of people, uh, Vedra uh, officers. What one thing yeah. that I, is really really cool about this particular apocalypse and the Cordyceps uh, is how they communicate, and that it's just a big hive network that is everywhere. And so the people mm-hmm. in this world have to be so unbelievably careful literally everywhere they go. Uh, and it makes everything very intense. Yep. Uh, and then we um, we have episode three, Long, Long Time. Um, oh, boy. Bill and Frank. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is a hard pill to swallow. What a fucking great episode. Like, literally the episode Ron Swanson, sorry, Nick Offerman, was fucking born to play absolutely yeah. perfect uh so basically it shows that uh frank and bill um are who were mentioned uh, in lovers. the game right but like we didn't get yes. all of this in the game correct correct we we correct. just see from joel and ellie's pov as they get to their house right yes yes uh so so basically uh bill and frank are lovers they meet um after the pandemic has uh after the pandemic has happened Yes. Uh, uh, and, and Bill, Bill is, is a survivalist. Bill is a prepper. Yeah. Bill is a yep. hardcore prepper. <laughs> like, yeah, we really does. cannot state that enough. The reason he survives this is because he lives in a small enough place and he had enough funds set aside uh, and was obsessive enough beforehand that he was accidentally prepared for exactly this. Correct. Uh, and... Then uh, Frank, uh, you know, discovers Bill, uh, and they, you know, he, he lets Frank have a hot shower, and then uh, Frank, you know, has an attraction to Bill, and they start dating, and then eventually you see Joel and uh, Tess and all four of them, you know, grow as characters, mm-hmm. um, and then it comes to find out that Frank has a disease, it's not specified. What kind? At least, I don't think so. Pro- probably some kind of cancer, question mark. Uh, but Possibly. Who knows? Possibly. It could be a number of things, the way they portrayed it. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, uh, uh, Cinemaniacs so. who are medical professionals, let us know what you what you think Frank had, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, Bill does an assisted suicide. Um Yes. And also uh, uh, kills himself because he puts uh, a bunch of uh, white powder, which I can assume is like aspirin or sleeping pills. Yeah. And some, a glass some, of wine. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And also in a bottle. And they both go up to the top, but uh, up to the top of their house. But before that, they do get married and they have a nice steak. Um, and they leave a wonderful letter for Joel. And they're like, by the way, don't come upstairs. The windows are open so the house wouldn't smell. Take what you need and do with it what you will. Yep. And that was one of the best episodes. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, so, please hold my hand. Missouri. They're going to Missouri. Well, I, I can't. I'm all the way in Louisiana. All right. Well, you're in the t- same time zone, boy. We're we're not in the same time zone though. 
you and Missouri are. Uh, so they abandoned the truck in Kansas City. Uh, and abandoned? Abandoned. More like stolen from them. Yeah. Destroyed. Destroyed. Uh, do you know who played uh, Kathleen? Yeah, the girl from Yellow Jackets. Yes. And also, isn't that isn't that uh, isn't that what's her face's brother? I think so. Jonah Hill is that his sister? Wait, I'm trying to find. Hold on, let me let me open this episode in a new tab, new tab, so I can actually find the actress's name. Oh, it's uh, Malene. Lenoski, L N Linsky, Melanie Linsky, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. What What else is she in? No. Hang on, hang on. She's in Yellow oh Jackets. God, she's in Don't Look Up. She's in Candy. She's in Mom. She's in Maid of Honor. Young Sheldon. Sheldon. Castle Rock. All right. So I yeah, I recognize her from some shit, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure from where. But she's fucking great in this. Yep. She is terrifying. And you want to know the best part is? Hmm. I love that this buildup of this character, this buildup of all her people that she has control over, and they get taken out by infected immediately. Doesn't fucking care. Yep. It's like, fuck it. Yep. Just all I, absolutely. I'm just like, fu- well, because they got cocky. They got sloppy. They forgot that they were in an apocalypse. <laughs> Where if you make some noise, shit will come for you. Yep. Yeah. And that's what that's what I love about this show. It's like it's it's basically like the bigger Star Wars universe. Nothing matters except these characters. I, I think nothing and else matters. May, maybe I'm just getting a little bit of catharsis from this because I've been an essential worker in a pandemic. For going on four years now, three, four years, Jesus, uh, and uh, so so much of the action in this show comes from people getting complacent and wanting to think that the apocalypse is over, and then being very harshly reminded, no, it's not. <laughs> yep. So like when you go loud, guns akimbo. In a neighborhood with a bunch of like open space, yeah, shit's gonna come for you. When when you go into a big crowded space without a mask on, you can't be surprised when you get COVID a week later. Uh, and also the bloater in the last episode, Endure and Survive. Yes. Uh, of number five. Oh Holy shit! Like I literally jumped. I was like, yes, a fucking bloater, man. Uh, do you want to talk about the amazing characters in Endure and Survive that do not, in fact, Endure and Survive? <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Henry and Sam? Yeah. You, you uh, know yeah, more... these characters were really interesting. Um, you know I love more that ASL... Ellie had a little friend. You know more ASL than I do. You have interacted with deaf communities more than I have. Uh, how would you rake the, the accuracy of how uh, the non-deaf parent interacted with and helped his deaf kid. Um, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, so don't quote me on this, but it, you know, seemed like 
from like you're aware that ASL is very straight to the point. Like yes, English when it's translated into English, it's more like Yoda speak. Oh, exactly. Like it's direct to the point, and that's what the sign language was direct to the point. So that's it's one of the more accurate tellings of sign language of American. Well, even if it is, even if it is ASL, we don't know how this pandemic is yeah. straight, uh, like talks about how other things, but as far as I know, that is an accurate depiction of ASL. Cool. And yeah, um, with the asterisk, uh, of, yeah. there, there are countless dialects of ASL and sign language. Oh yeah. But yeah, I loved uh, this episode just... as well. And I fucking cried at the end. I was not okay. Uh, and, uh, Patron pointed out to me, she's like, why did Sam not attack her? And I was like, because he was deaf. Yeah. Because yeah. when she tapped him, then he reacted like, what the hell? Yep. Yep. And she's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I thought of. Yep. It, it was uh, nice. And then, go ahead. Go ahead, butt maestro. You good? You're 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 clipping in and out. No, I said go ahead with what you were talking about. It was what you were talking about, uh, endurance. Oh no, I I just loved that episode. It was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Ken, um, is another good episode. Uh, and we get to see Tommy. Yep. We uh, uh and basically, Joel's this, brother. This is the same episode that starts with uh them going to the cabin with the two uh that with the older couple, right? Uh yeah. The older couple basically yeah. trying to warn them like, "Hey, don't fucking go. Don't don't go to the yep. big settlement." And so they They're go crazy. to the big They're settlement. Insane. Yep. And they find Tommy, Joel's brother. Uh, find out it's safe there. It's cool there. It's amazing, and they're basically like, "Stay with us. We're we're a commune. We're communist." And I love that Tommy's like, "We're not a com- we're not communist." And I love how Tommy's wife's like, "We live in a commune. We live in we? a commune. We share everything we make. Everything is for the community and the greater good. It's communism. We're communists." <laughs> yeah. Like the, um, the hey, FYI, the American dream that y'all have been like saying you want is actually a form of communism. Yep. The uh, all, all of the promises that capitalism made us uh and never delivered on was communism. <laughs> yep. Uh and that that's really that episode they they head out and Joel's like, "All right, Tommy's going to take you. I'm going to stay here." And Ellie gets pissed and then she finds out that Joel was, you know, realize come to conclusion that he can't he can't he he has to see her to the end like he's he's the only one that's you know been with her oh yeah and you know so he's like you know what Uh, let's do it so uh then in the uh next episode episode. left behind yes or 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 also known as the dlc episode the the what episode the dlc episode the downloadable content oh that's what this was because if you if you downloaded the if you had the dlc this was the the, this episode was basically a side story oh okay yeah um 
and you get to see uh, Joel gets injured, uh, and Ellie basically contemplates leaving him, like he said, or not, and she has a flashback of her best friend and first lover basically, you know, have the time of their fucking life and night in amazingness and just friendship grows and then it all ends and culminates in a very bloody yeah it's moment. it's rough it's beautiful and then it's rough and i was tense for the whole episode because literally as soon as they lit up this mall i was expecting them to get swarmed yep. because i never watched the dlc <laughs> whoops hey that's the dlc episode but no, and a lot of people are like, oh, why aren't you going into it more and discussing the scenes? Look, we are just telling you what, what, like, the premise. We want you guys to go and watch it for yourselves. Yeah, b- borrow your friend's HBO password so you can watch this, because the show is, in our opinion, worth watching. Clearly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, basically, Ellie comes to uh, the... She, she, you know, comes to the conclusion that she has to help Joel because out of all the people that's been in her lives that hasn't done anything, has either died or left her for dead, and Joel's the only one that hasn't. Yeah. Um, and so then we get... Uh, so... When, when we are in need... Yeah, so as, as we get in... Do you want to take this episode? Yeah, as we get into this episode, I have to back us up a little bit uh, and say, if you haven't watched The Last of Us and you're listening to Cinema Gems to maybe get a feel for how intense it is, uh, we, we haven't up to this point really mentioned just how intense the show is. Um, episode 9 needs the most content warnings and the most trigger warnings because it... Don't you mean episode 8? Sorry, episode 8. You're absolutely right. When we are in need. Uh, the one with the preacher... Surprise, surprise, the episode with the Bible thumper is also the episode with someone who's a fucking predator. Like, yes, y'all, y'all can't see me, but weird... if we had a camera, I'd be, like, looking right down the barrel like Jim. Just, it, ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this episode was intense. And I literally took a shower. Yeah, hey, bravo to the actor who played the fucking preacher in this episode. um, Because he was just slimy from the first second he popped up on screen. Oh, boy. Like, everything about how he treats the people around him just oozes, just feels predatorial. Feels like a cult. Feel like he's brainwashed uh, people. the uh, the 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 preacher's cohort is actually oh, Troy Baker, um, motherfucking Troy yes. Baker, the dude who did the voice yep. and motion capture of Joel in the games. Yes. Um, and that was an amazing. That was awesome. Like, cameo to have. He was for fucking him. great. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, basically Ellie breaks out. Um carves up uh people uh dices people sets flames to an actual like dwelling that she is in for good for good reason yeah th- this is um, after we find out that the preacher is 
uh, sexually assaulting a bunch of women slash anybody he can get his hands yeah, on. Yeah, and then after killing them, uh, they serve them to the group unknowingly. Like, they don't tell the people, hey, you're eating people. It's, it's, it's dear. It's pretty fucked up. It's really, really yep. fucked up. Fuck this dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope this shit all burned down. It It's just gross. Uh, and then basically we get to a point where Joel grabs her, grabs Ellie. And she is clearly um, shaken, clearly traumatized by what she just went through. And he just says a few words. He's like, I got you, baby girl. And everyone, and everyone watching this show all involuntarily let out a, yes, daddy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Patron cried. Yep. Oh my god. It's... Um, and we get the final episode, uh, Look for the Light. Which opens with Ashley Johnson, the original mocap and voice of Ellie in the game, uh, giving birth to Ellie. Which... Okay, that's who she was. Okay, because I had a feeling, I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. Yeah, that's Ellie. Okay. That that is video game Ellie. Um, there's also another uh, really fun Easter egg toward the end of this episode. Uh, but yeah, basically they're they're making their way toward the Firefly camp with like the people they've been meaning to meet up with this whole time to get Ellie's blood worked on so they can synthesize a cure. But he gets there and the doctors are like. We have to go into her brain to get the cordyceps that can make us immune. Yeah, we have to. We have to but kill it's, her. The, they're they're seeing like, it as it, it's one person for the greater good. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 Spock. Yeah, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the, the few. One. Yeah, it's it's exactly. very pragmatic. Uh, but Joel does not see it it's that way. Nihilistic. Yeah, ni- not more like nihilistic, but Joel does not see it that way. Um, now, Admiral, I have to ask you, you played the games. Which ending did you take mm-hmm. when you played the game? Um, I uh, saved Ellie. One more time? I saved Ellie. You saved Ellie? Yeah. So you, you went through the hospital yep. and murdered fucking everyone? I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, for, for anyone who watched this show but hasn't played the games, you do have that choice. Uh, just like we see Pedro Pascal making that choice in real time yep. um, of either to walk away and let this happen and hope that it serves the greater good or say, fuck this shit and go on a murder rampage in the hospital. Now, you played the second game, so you know about the character Abby. Right, Admiral? Uh, I played part of the second Do you game. know... I maybe played like... Two do you know who rounds. does the mocap and voiceover for Abby in the second game? No. That's who? Laura Bailey. Uh, a co-star oh. and close friend of Ashley Johnson on Critical Role. Uh, which means 
The show you keep telling me to watch. Yeah, the the D&D live play show. Honestly, just yeah. watch Calamity. Literally, if you're only okay. ever going to watch one D&D live play thing, and I'm speaking to the Admiral as well as any of the Cinemaniacs, if you're ever going to watch only one D&D live play thing, Calamity. It's, right. it's literally, it's role-playing the end of the world. It's great. It's okay. like, what more do you want? And it's it doesn't go on forever. It's only like five episodes. It's like all right. Well, we're almost there. We're at the we're at the end. We're at the end. Come on, man. Come on. Ugh. Okay. Uh. So yeah, he goes on the murder rampage. Uh. And Laura Bailey, who plays Abby in the second game, was one of the nurses in the room operating on Ellie. Was she the one that uh, uh that covered her up? Yes, I believe so. Okay. All right. Um. Also, I don't know if it was you. Or GLaDOS that showed me this, mm. but I think it might have been GLaDOS. But, um, so remember the original ending? Like, he, uh, they're like, they're like all, right, all right, Troy, just run in there and re- whatever happens, react to it. And he goes, and they go into this big old sing song and dance. <laughs> yeah. Right? Was it you? Was it you or GLaDOS? I, I, that must have that? been GLaDOS. That must have been GLaDOS. So the entire time. While this was happening, I was like, please, for the love of God, just break out in a song. <laughs> just break out into song, please. That would have been insane. I was kind of pissed That would have been absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was kind of pissed they didn't, but also happy. Um, but, yeah, like, basically, you get to see the events unfold as Joel is driving away with Ellie and telling her lies. Bold face Bold, lies yeah. to her face. Yeah. And she also has survivor's guilt. It, it's survivor's guilt. It's trauma. It's, hey, like, do you really expect the survivors of a massive apocalypse to be perfect people who make perfect moral decisions? No. Because no. those moral decisions are all very morally gray. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And, you know... She just asked Joel straight to her face, is everything you said about the Fireflies true? He's just like, yeah. Yep. She gonna find out in season two. Yep. Alright guys, so that has been Last of Us, season one. Uh, What did you guys feel about it? What did y'all think? Please email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Also, tweet at us at cinemagems underscore pod. Do we even need to give a gem rating on this? Um, so overall, I give this a full gym. Overall, full gym. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's why I asked, like, do we even need to give a gem rating on this? Like, y'all know it's a gem. Y'all know it's a full gem. We've been talking about it for 40 minutes. It's a full gem, no doubt. Yep. Uh, and also, guys, all we have to say is thank you, Marty and the Arrogant Zebra, for letting us be on your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, Kevin George. Thank you for letting us use your music. And also, guys, thank you so much for being there and listening to us and hearing us rant, rave, and and just tell all about good things that you need to watch while this pandemic is going on and still going still on for almost going. three years. Uh, thank you, as always, almost. to all of our amazing Cinemaniacs uh, and Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love you all so much. Thank you for always uh, giving us insight and ideas and feedback 
We love that. We need that. We rely on that so much. And you can give us said feedback at uh, cinemagems15 at gmail.com is the email. You can also tweet at us as long as Twitter's still a thing until Elon Musk just like fully buries it uh, at cinemagems underscore pod. Yep. All right, guys. And also, all we have to say is remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Love y'all. Bye.